Welcome to the Sparked Podcast, a place to keep your spark bright. Here, I've brought together my juiciest mindset bites and tips from the last 10 plus years in psychology, business, and leadership development to help you unlock your unique gifts, activate your highest potential, find your purpose, and kickstart that passion led business. Here, I hope to inspire belief in what's possible for you because it all is so ridiculously possible. I hope that this podcast sparks something new for you, a new idea, a new belief, or perhaps a light bulb moment that changes the trajectory of your life forever. My name is Emma Campbell. I'm a purpose and performance coach, mama to two, wine lover, surfing tryhard, stubbornly optimistic child at heart, and also the creator of my signature 4P Spark framework designed to unlock your spark. I'm here to give you permission to be the person you were before the world told you who you should be to own your true self and set the vision for your life and soak up all of that awesomeness that this beautiful world has to offer because that's what we're all here for, right? Big love. See you in the podcast. Well, I am so excited to bring this episode to you. This is part of the Change Makers series, a series of episodes that I'm doing on people from around Australia who have turned their passions and usually quite unique passions into flourishing businesses and who have made their passions their, their lives and that they're doing such a beautiful job out of it to show you how possible it is for you as well. And I really wanted to bring you examples of people who have quite unique passion areas that you may not have usually thought could be turned into businesses, just to show you just how possible it is, no matter what passion area you have, no matter what your passion and purpose is, you can turn that into your life and you can make a beautiful, income out of it as well and an awesome impact as well. So, so excited to bring you Becky. So Bex is the owner of Honu Honu Surf Camp on the beautiful Great Ocean Road in Victoria. She's a passionate surf instructor and yoga teacher and loves sharing these practices with anyone who wants to learn. She's a published author and a confident public speaker, often presenting at universities, companies, schools, and wellness festivals on the topics of mental health, mindfulness, and mindset. I'm so excited to dive into this interview with you. I really hope you enjoy it. Stay tuned and enjoy. Hello, Becky. So, so glad to be here with you. I, Before we jump into the questions, I would love to hear a real quick one from you. If you could say hello to our beautiful audience, which will be so excited to hear your story. And just, um, yeah, give a quick intro as to who you are and what you do. Of course. Uh, and thank you so much for having me in because it's such a pleasure to get to chat to you. <laughs> um, so my name is Bex. I own a surf camp company, Honu Honi Surf Camp. And um, we're based down in beautiful Torquay on the Great Ocean Road in Victoria. 
Um, it's just the like my absolute bliss to get to to do this work. So I'm a qualified surf instructor, yoga teacher, um, and basically have gotten to create a a business that is just me living my dream life and people happen to be there <laughs> and pay me for it, which is so lovely. Oh my God. <laughs> Honestly, as you're saying that, I'm just like bloody living the dream, living the dream. Yeah. And you live like, right on the coast as well, don't you? Like right yeah. by the beach. Yeah, yeah. Walking distance. So it's um just the most blessed experience really oh my of a God. life <laughs> and it was really interesting like just before we jumped onto this uh this interview together Becky was telling me a little bit about the fact that like obviously you guys have been in and out of lockdown and that yeah. that's been um quite challenging and that you know usually your your go-to to you know get some get some mental space or refresh or reset is getting out onto the waves yeah. And that we were talking about how, like, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what challenges there are, that when you're out in the waves, in the ocean, and I would, I would extend that even, like, beyond just the waves, like, when you're out in nature. Yeah, anywhere like, in nature. It's like, that's the real world, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, like I just had this little <laughs> moment as you were talking before. I was like, you know what? Like, work and stresses and the hustle and the grind and all of that like that's not the real world that's the world that we've constructed like that's the world that we've forced and created and um that over time like man has evolved into but the the real world is the natural world which is like the waves it's ocean it's the trees it's nature it's like being out in the environment and like it's kind of interesting to think about how we we talk about the real world being like, you know, like when we talk about like teenagers like leaving high school, like, oh, when they enter the real world. Actually, <laughs> that's not the real world. A hundred percent. Yeah, I like, I mean, that is, I, I agree a hundred times over. Like the the stillness and the clarity that comes from just being in nature whether it is like you said the waves or anything is just uh uh, it's almost surreal like it's it's almost like lifting a veil and just being like oh oh okay this is great (laughs) this is is how it should be and this is yeah every day yeah, and I think it also lifts a lot of those like the stresses and things like that. Like you, you know, you're getting all your notifications coming through, and um, especially for us with lockdowns, you know, checking case numbers or whatever as they're coming through, and then you get in the water and you're just like, oh no, this is like I feel fine, I feel safe. This is like I'm a, I'm okay, and yeah. the yeah. world's okay. <laughs> held, yeah. held by Mama Nature. Yeah, very much so. It's such a release, and it's. Is that, I mean, we're going to dive into this in more detail soon, but just wanted to ask the question now, like, is it that which kind of like sparked you to start your business in the first place, like that connection with nature? That's a really good question. I, I don't think so. I don't think I can claim that. I wish I could. (laughs) 
I think that the appreciation for nature has come after actually. Um, that's one of my things I always say that when you're a, a surfer, you kind of become an environmentalist. And when I say I say that, I think a lot of famous surfers have said that before me, um, but I'm going to co-opt it as mine. 100%. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think it was actually uh, it was actually more to do with um fun like it was you know if, if this if this is the life if this is you know my my one thing that I'm going to do what am I going to spend my time doing and so it was more um trying to find as many things that gave me pleasure basically as possible that were really enjoyable and as it turns out they're all in nature um go figure so yeah, yeah. yeah. so interesting so interesting yeah. We'll hold that thought because I yeah. want to. I really <laughs> want to dive into your story and like where you were before and how you got here. Um, but before that, I thought it might actually be like a good uh, anecdote to share how you and I even connected in the first place. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it was yeah. quite an awesome little magic moment. I feel, <laughs> and um, I'll, I'll share my bit, and then feel free to jump in as we go through. But essentially, Becky and I are doing a mastermind together. And I did a bit of a call out to a whole bunch of the the people on the mastermind, like asking for examples of people who have like uh, turned their passions and like quite unique passions into flourishing businesses. And I know Ellie, our coach at the time, connected us and um, that I think that was the first time that I kind of really got to like hear about you and like your business and what you do. And then like also in the background, uh, just completely separately to this, I had been thinking about like how awesome it would be. Like I hadn't told anyone this thought, but I, but I dreamt to myself how awesome it would be to be able to like run a workshop one day like during a surf and yoga retreat, like just to be able to, you know, hold hold space to help people connect with their dreams and their visions for their life, like in a surfing yoga, like, you know, beach sort of environment. And then next, next day or the day <laughs> after, get beautiful little email in my inbox from lovely Becky saying, hey, can we work together and do a workshop together at some point yeah yeah um, and that, that <laughs> for me that moment there was just a pure moment of magic that I was just like you know you know there's those moments in life where you're like oh maybe and then there's other moments in life where you're just like fuck yes it's like a full yeah. <laughs> like there's yeah. just no no part of you that says no like that was the moment that I that I received the email from you and I think I wrote back a very similar response yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah is that yeah. kind of your version of events or what what was yeah <laughs> my my version just involves a little bit more like insta stalking I think it was <laughs> it was um you popping up in the group and, and Ellie tagging me in and saying like you should talk about your business and and me kind of talking and then being like oh like who's M? what's what's her business and like kind of the same thing reading through and being like oh my god this is my vibe like this yes 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 and that's why you got the email because it was just like can like I don't know what but can we 
can we do something yeah, yeah. so good yeah <laughs> I, I feel like that's how so many of the best collaborations in life ever start like with friends yeah. with business people with anyone you just like you're attracted to a person for a reason that you don't really understand and yeah. that like sometimes the first question that can come out your mouth is can we just hang out in some way or form <laughs> or, like, I don't even know what we're going to do together but can I just hang out with you can we work together like can we do something together and you know, that's yeah. those like little, I don't know, those hints from something like your, your intuition or like deeper wisdom or mm. something on the inside that, that is guiding you that you don't really fully understand. It's like they're the little messages that we should listen to in life, right? Because they've got yeah. our, our higher purpose in, in mind. They've got like the greater good in mind for us. And yeah. I just, I guess I just wanted to share that um, for our listeners, because I know a lot of our listeners are, um, I guess, in the midst of, you know, thinking about starting their own thing yeah. uh, that might be, you know, trying to find out exactly what that path is for them, that they might have some whispers, they might have some ideas, like some little, I don't know, like flickers of what a business could look like. And that often it's those early stages that can be the hardest to know what's right for you. And, yeah. I, and I think it's really good to know that what's right for you is what feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just whatever, whatever it is for you, like whatever, whatever it is that's pulling you or that you can't stop thinking about. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 100%. Yeah. And it goes away, right? Like you can't, you can't ignore, you can't ignore the thought that sticks with you that's trying to guide you towards your bigger dream. It's never going to go away unless you actually start taking action towards it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I feel like that's like going to be the whole moral of this talk though. Like it's oh everything that's gotten me to where I am now has just been following things that were exactly like that just like a I don't know what this is but we're gonna do it and see and it's just been one thing after another yeah yeah, yeah. which requires a bit of trust in the unknown right which can be one yeah. of the scariest things for our egos to let go of because our egos love to know the outcome they love to know yeah. and control and it, it's a you know building that trust muscle is almost like the process of life isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah and remembering as well like I forget and get stuck in my head and I'm like oh yeah wait no this works out when I do yeah. this thing yeah so true so true all right well um I'll move away from that slight little tangent but I think yeah. <laughs> someone, someone out there really needed to hear that today um Becky, I'm so yes. excited to hear a bit about your story. And because I'm a, I'm a bit of a deep individual and I've got a psychology background and I love to kind of like connect the dots about like childhood and what we're doing now and, um, you know, kind of like understanding who we were and how that shaped who we are today. I would yeah. love to know a little bit about you as a kid and like what, <laughs> what you loved to do as a child. Like were there, were there certain things that you just like got lost in and, you know, what were those things that you loved to do as you were growing up? Um, the first one was sing. 
Like mm-hmm. I was always putting on shows and dancing around and like was obsessed with the Spice Girls. Spice Girls, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So that was um, that was definitely number one. Um, so but I think I'm I'm the parts that shaped me, I guess, the most. Like I grew up in rural country Victoria, so actually I grew up in the outdoors like I as much as I didn't ever make that connection um I grew up in the mountains uh in the middle of a gum forest on like a five acre property with a dam on it and um like you know dirt roads no like nothing nearby for kilometers you could walk for a couple of hours and you'd just be in more forests sort of thing so that was that was growing up and so it was very devoid of a lot of I guess common common things um like you know after school if I wanted something to do I'd go down to the dam and try and catch some yabbies like that would that would be kind of the sort of things that we do you play with the dogs or like check the chickens or whatever it was um so it's just a very yeah a very outdoors focused childhood I think yeah amazing yeah amazing yeah so interesting to connect the dots now right because often yeah. we love doing most as children other things that we still love doing today and yeah. like yeah. often like when when I work with clients I'm I'm looking at the themes behind some of the things that they love to do as children and when I hear singing I hear yeah. you know someone who who loves to maybe not necessarily perform, but to to look after an audience, right? Yeah. Like to, to yeah. lead an audience, to motivate an audience, um, to like hold hold the gaze of and inspire and kind of like make other people happy through through yeah. your through your performance. And I would imagine that's pretty similar to what you're doing now in terms of like yoga and surf retreats and like teaching and guiding and looking after others. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think it's also the element of storytelling that comes mm-hmm. with that. Like there was a lot of time spent pretending that my teddy bears were real and we, we were going on adventures or, you know, whatever it was. Like there's a lot of creative time spent in imagination and play actually, which is, I mean, exactly, exactly the space that we hold now. So yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, so cool. Yeah. And <laughs> so then I guess fast forwarding just a little yeah. bit wherever you feel like is right to start your story like tell us a little bit about you and where you were and um I guess how you got to leading this dream business and and living living your dream life how did that happen yeah. I actually have no idea <laughs> even tracing back like it's it's um I mean it's one of those beautiful things that you can kind of see the thread through everything but Mm. like it's you'd never see it going forward sort of thing and with surfing in particular so um like I said I grew up in the countryside um neither of my parents like know how to swim they're not water people we don't go near the water myself and my siblings none of us were taught to swim um it was just not a thing but I still remember (laughs) requesting um this massive poster of a surfer um when I would have been I think maybe eight or nine 
and I was obsessed with it. Like I loved it. It was this this giant poster of, you know, a 52 and a half foot wave in Mexico um, and a, a surfer riding down the front of it and these beautiful words on it. Um, it was an ad for No Fear. I don't know if you remember that surf brand. It's like an old one, but it was it was along the lines of like, what would you do to achieve your dreams? Like what would you risk giving up in order to get there? Um, which, you know, is a completely normal thing for a nine-year-old to to choose as a, as a poster. Um, but I've just like, so it's been this really weird thing. I, I had that and like despite never surfing or um you know knowing how to swim or getting much ocean time at all like on holidays we'd sometimes go to the beach but that was kind of it um I was always obsessed with surfing like I I you know when we had MSN back in the day it was something to do with surfing in my name and (laughs) like there was always something um that I was a pulling claim to that had to do with surfing so wow it it was always there despite having no idea where it came from or or what the the push was and actually I still have that poster it's hanging up in our little warehouse above all our equipment like 20 something years later um and still makes me uh, smile still inspires me like it's an incredible poster a bit ratty now it's it's (laughs) it's lasted a long time very yeah very um but yeah so to long story short um basically I, I went when I was 25, I uh, had, I guess, what I call a quarter life crisis. Mm. I, I looked around my life and was like, none of this is good. None of this is what I want. Mm. Um, I, I was in a relationship with someone who I wasn't happy with how our life was looking it was very focused on getting a bigger tv every you know six months getting a new car every year that was fancier um all those sorts of things that were just not anything that I cared about at all (laughs) um I was working as a personal trainer which I enjoyed the community aspect of that I worked at a beautiful women's gym and um, I, I did actually really love the women and I loved my job, uh, but it wasn't the thing. It was just something that I was good at that was good enough, you know. Um, and so, yeah, there was one day after my 25th birthday, a couple, a couple of months after my 25th birthday, I kind of cracked it and <laughs> broke up with my boyfriend, like, left our house and moved up to New South Wales coast uh, for five months to attend an intensive like surf camp where you did lessons five days of the week and you, you learned to be an instructor. So um, it was a, a jump to say the least, it left everything behind and it was the best decision I've ever made. Wow. Oh my gosh. I've got so many questions. Um. <laughs> So, first of all, yeah. When you say like you finally cracked it, yeah, and which which is the thing that like finally got you to take action, like what what was it in that particular like cracking moment that you were just like enough is enough? I think all through like my teenage years and through my twenties, I'd had this feeling of 
you know, maybe this isn't right, but this is like I had a, a beautiful life by all accounts, you know, like it was very pretty and we went to very fancy restaurants and we went to very fancy hotels for holidays and it was very like um, especially now Instagram perfect sort of thing. So I had this real tug of war between what I was being told I should want and what, you know, even, even when I'd speak to friends, like I remember voicing concerns and just being like, I don't think this is right for me. And then being like, are you kidding? Like, look at your life. It's, it's incredible. How could you even say something like that? And, and then kind of having all that guilt of being like, oh yeah, you're right. Like I, how could I possibly think that, you know, that I should want something more um, when I have all of this stuff, which is so good already. So that, that took a lot of, um, a lot of work to overcome. And it was actually, I, I have to credit yoga with doing that, to be honest. I, mm. I started like doing a 30 day challenge and I reckon maybe 10 or 15 days into that was the first time I had that really clear, like clarity of, no, this is not what I choose. This is not what I want. And it was months after that experience and kind of continuing with it that I really solidified into recognizing how much my life was just not not at all what I wanted um, in in any aspect. So yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. Sorry. No, it definitely does. It definitely does. I I find it really interesting to to get to like what it was that finally sparked the change Mm -hmm. and so often like story after story after story that I hear it's in the moment of having space like space in the mind yeah for a new thought to come in and for you it sounds like it was during yoga that that occurred that you got that crystal clear clarity yeah when we create the space for a new thought to come in it's like that's that's when the momentum can kind of shift in a different direction but if we don't allow any of that space then we just keep on doing what we've already what we've always done yeah a hundred percent I would back that up Mm, so interesting and and I want to know I'm gonna this this question never sounds never sounds so great but I think it's really (laughs) important to ask and to reflect on to help other people in case they're in a similar situation like what what were some of the the signs or symptoms like whether it was like how you were feeling or emotional or or whatever um that that helped you know that that wasn't where you wanted to be I felt like I was living life in black and white Mm -hmm. I think that's the best way I can describe it it just it it felt like a copy of something that you know I didn't even know what it was that it was a copy of but it just wasn't the thing um and I like I do really remember the day that the decision was actually made I remember sitting in front of the mirror and just like looking at myself and bawling my eyes out and just being like what like I don't even know. And I think it was from that depth of just frustration and confusion and not knowing. Um, it got so much that it became easy to take an action, I think. Because mm. when we're kind of, you know, in the 
we're, we're okay and comfortable, but confused and not sure about our direction. It can kind of be easy to just play it with it in our head. Um, but it just, it got, it got so much and so heavy that it was like, I just need to do like something, something needs to change. Um, which maybe is why it was such a, an extreme, like swapping everything. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, and I, and I love that you've touched on the point that like, sometimes we're in, when we're in the middle ground, it's like, Mm. sometimes that can be more dangerous because yeah. We know something's not 100% right, but it's not too bad for us to take action. And yeah. that it's it's an unfortunate maybe trait of humans that sometimes we feel like we have to get to the bottom of the trenches before we take action. But, yeah. but knowing that we don't have to get there, that we can actually listen to, to where we are right now and yeah. if something doesn't feel right right now, we can take action right now before it gets bad. Yeah, 100%. And that, I mean, that is the learning, right? <laughs> learning how to take action on that without having to, to hit the bottom first um, yeah. is a, a wonderful skill to cultivate. What, um, what advice or tips would you give someone who might feel like that they might be in that middle ground, that they can feel that something's like, perhaps a little bit off for them but they can't put their finger on exactly what it is but that they know that they're maybe not living the life that they were meant for I don't know uh how how well this advice would will see it um but this is what I certainly do um I actually let myself get really agitated with where I am so I, I actually um in some ways actively plunge myself into into that space um so I, I'm just trying to think of a good example to give you um I, I mean we were talking actually before we started chatting about my house and I was saying to you like I'm not I'm not particularly thrilled with the people that I'm living with right now um but avoiding that discomfort and avoiding that you know uh, anything to do with it and ignoring it or like being busy doing other things uh, it's really easy to to kind of just be like oh yeah but it's okay like it's not worth my energy and time to actually change it um, whereas we, we were saying with the lockdown and having to actually face that uh, no I don't want to live here I don't want to live with these people and that's what I'm working on changing now like there's been actions taken now to get me to a space where I I do feel completely comfortable and held um and I I think there's a real tendency for us as humans to want to not feel the uncomfortable but there's so much power actually in especially frustration or discomfort because it's a really powerful uh, emotion to help us move where we are 100%. Well, our feelings are there for a reason, right? Yeah. They're there to help us. Like they're sending us emotion that, or they're sending us a message that something is not right. And yeah. I, I think that's what I heard in what you were just saying is that by letting yourself get agitated, it's like you're allowing yourself to feel your feelings that, that had a message to share. And that if you distract yourself from your feelings, the feelings aren't going to go away and the message is not going to come through and you're just going to stay stuck in the same situation. Yeah. But if you yeah. just sit 
you feel the bloody feeling, which you, and it usually goes away pretty quickly once you actually let yourself feel it, right? Yeah. And then you yeah. take the message and then you act and that's what can propel you out of that situation. Yeah, 100%. It's it's alchemizing it, right? It's it's taking the the discomfort and the pain, the frustration, the anger, whatever it is, the anxiety. I mean, anxiety has been a huge mover for me in my life. Um, learning to see it as that took a long time, <laughs> but it's it's in its own way a huge blessing uh, because it's one of those emotions that helps me move and change. Mm, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Now I want to take like a little mini pivot here and I want to yeah. hear a little bit more about your business and yeah. what it's all about and what you do like for example like can you can you talk to me a little bit about why you feel like your business exists like what what is the purpose of your business and what what problem do you feel like you're solving for people by by your business existing in the first place it's actually pretty much exactly what we were just speaking about it's mm-hmm. at its core it is a space for people to have space and to have connection with themselves, um, with nature and with community in a really more genuine sense, I think, than how it's felt, you know, through phones or whatever. Um, and so then everything that we do is actually just a vehicle to reconnect people in with that space within themselves and also their sense of fun. That's a really important aspect as well um, for us. So, uh, you know, the surf lessons do that because you're in the water. Like you you cannot focus on anything else when you've got waves hitting you because you, you have to be focused on not wiping out and taking a tumble and standing up and all the things. And same, you know, yoga has that beautiful centering effect. Meals Together has that beautiful connection and community um, effect. So, so everything that we do is to support that, actually. It's to support people to have that safe space where they're allowed to just throw off all the noise that is in their life and be however they are, relax, have fun, be in that pleasure state again to see what's there for them because then of course they, they start to get those little whispers come through a little bit more right 100 percent, 100 percent, and the whispers are our inner guidance that have always got our back and that they're always there they're always there all we have to do is give them the space to be able yeah. to be heard because they speak they're quiet aren't they they don't they don't yell like the conscious ego mind they're they're gentle and softer and, and quieter. Yeah, more oh, like nudges. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. Amazing. What a cool, what a cool purpose for a business. Yeah. Create a space that people can follow the whispers of their life and connect deeper to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um it's just so needed, I think, at the moment. Just just to have a safe spot, you know. Oh my gosh, definitely. So um, talk us through what a typical day looks like for you. A day in the life of Becky. Bloody a day in the life of me. Cruising <laughs> around by the beach, surfing, eating delicious food. Yeah, talk, talk me through what that looks like. So I can imagine. Um, <laughs> so for, um, for myself, I'm going to give you a, do you want a work day or a non-work day? What would you prefer? They're pretty similar, to be honest. Whatever. <laughs> um so what what would usually happen um 
I usually get up with first light, whatever time that is. So my clock changes depending on if it's summer or winter. Um, and breakfast, I talk to the magpies in my backyard. I love them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, probably a surf. Um, so if it's just me personally, I might do that prior to breakfast and then come back and have breakfast a bit later. Um, if it's a lesson that we're taking out, I'll have breakfast first and then head out. Um, and then, yeah, some kind of delicious lunch. <laughs> uh, and then afternoons, honestly, depends uh sometimes it'll be actually working on my laptop um not heaps I'm not gonna lie I don't spend a lot of time on my laptop but sometimes that and then more often than not I would say it's time spent outside doing something so usually walking around or um finding a new beach or finding a new something like it's it's always I mean it's such a beautiful area down here and there's just so much to see and I'm like I'm obsessed with it I can't get enough and I don't understand how anyone could get bored of it really <laughs> and who are, who are the people that tend to to come and enjoy your surf retreats and camps majority of the people I mean at the moment they've all been living in Melbourne because no one else can get to us but actually the majority of people that come to us even with lockdowns I'd say 90% are typically overseas visitors um, who are kind of looking for something a bit different to what's on offer everywhere else I guess so uh, surf camps typically and certainly the ones that I've worked for in the past um, have a real like kind of party backpacker kind of vibe to it. Um, it's a lot of sleepless nights, um, lots of booze, lots of hungover surfs, and it's not so much about the surfing as it is about the, the mm. party, I guess. Mm. Uh, so we're really clear that that's not us, like all over our website, and it's really we we attract the people that are like, the ones who want to watch the sunrise and the ones who want to to kind of dip into that space, who want to know they're coming to a place where they can be in a switched off mode and it's safe and they're still going to, you know, learn to surf, they're still going to get their yoga and get all those things that they, they would at other places, but that we really respect and honour them in whatever state they're coming in and we're going to leave them better having stayed with us amazing so yeah. cool and I guess in terms of like actually getting to the stage that you've got to so um rewinding the clock to Becky who had a moment of cracking it to yeah. making, making the decision that she wanted to do you know that five-day yoga intensive um sorry surf intensive instructor training yeah. to then starting your own business, yeah. I, would, I would imagine that there would have been some, some tricky, tricky parts to the puzzle, some challenges to overcome, perhaps some fears to move through, some limiting beliefs. Like oh, yeah. what were some of the hardest, the hardest challenges, whether it's mindset or, or action oriented, what were some of the biggest things you had to overcome in that? Do you know the biggest one, uh, and this might sound silly, was actually not knowing how to swim. Mm. So 
never never having done it as a child or anything like that um I I was a non-swimmer like you know that is something I identified as it was I don't know how to swim this is I am not I cannot swim I do not how to know how to do this and to be a surf instructor you have to pass a couple of swim tests every year um you have to prove that you have to pass a surf life-saving qualification to prove that you can rescue people if they get stuck in the water um and it was the biggest mindset hurdle like I you know booked myself into swim lessons and kind of did it but never got the time that I needed to do it and I remember when I applied for my first job as a surf instructor rocking up to do this swim test to um to get started having never ever got anywhere close to the time I hadn't slept the whole night before I hadn't been able to hold any food down like I was so sick and I got the time by a second and I remember I didn't believe them when they told me I was I was like I think they've just fudged it for me like I don't I don't think that that was real and that's actually something despite the fact that I you know had continued to swim three times a week or whatever after that point to to keep improving and get better and the the year after I cut a minute off that time I still was in the same place of like well I'm not a swimmer and like you'll still sometimes hear it from me like I'm, I'm not a swimmer but you know I like I pass myself life saving call every year so that that's a really um kind of basic but also really insidious no I totally example because what I hear in that is that you know the impact that our old stories that we've told ourselves about ourselves yeah the impact that our old stories can have on us still today like even if the evidence points in a different direction the stories that we grow up with as children sometimes become our reality later on in life when actually it's just a story because yeah. you can swim. And I think yeah. we're, we're all guilty of this. Like we all have stories that we've told ourselves about ourselves from such a young age that can stop us from taking action on our dreams. Like whether that story is, oh, I'm just not smart enough to start a business yeah. or yeah. no, I don't, I just don't have an entrepreneurial gene in my body or yeah. I'm I'm just not made to be a business owner. I'm meant to be an employee. Like the, these are beliefs, right? They're stories. Then they're, they're not fact. But but if we have grown up with them since we were children, since we were young, we can we can make them a reality and a fact in our minds. And what I'm yeah. hearing from you and celebrating you is that you took action in spite of that belief. <laughs> you took action to overcome an old model of reality to create create a new version, a new story for you. Yeah, I think maybe that might be one of my best qualities that I'll claim for myself <laughs> is that if something scares me or makes me uncomfortable, um, I want to do it. And that's like, and I will sign myself up to do it and not give myself a chance and be so sick about having to do the thing that I've signed myself up to do. And then once it's done, I'm like, uh, that wasn't that bad <laughs> I'm still alive <laughs> my gosh oh my gosh what a what a great trait to have <laughs> yeah it's it's been a huge blessing honestly for for a business um just being able to even just for like three or five seconds just be like no we're just doing it and like 
taking the step to sign up or to do the thing and then you're you're in and you can't get out of it um it helps a lot I I do the same thing as well I take action before I think yeah I I act before I think it's so that my brain doesn't have time to catch up (laughs) yeah I think it's necessary (laughs) oh my gosh so for any of our listeners out there who have perhaps had a curiosity to start their own thing to start their own business and they're you know maybe they've got a little bit of an idea about what that business could potentially be what what are some of the like the first things that you did to get started in business like some of the real tangible like specific um you know actionable kind of practical things that you did to to bit by bit get it off to where it is now um so in the spirit of what I just said about kind of biting things off and (laughs) and running with it um the first thing I actually did so I was working at a backpackers hostel in Melbourne city um for a few years and the the first thing I did actually was to literally print a poster on the 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 hostel printers and it was one day surf tour um like you know call this number and sign up and so I I grabbed a bunch of backpackers, put them in my car, drove them to the beach. We hired boards. Um, I tried to teach them to surf, but I had never taught a lesson at Torquay at that point. So it was like the wrong tide. Every Everything was wrong about it. It was a terrible, <laughs> terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, then I, I, you know, took them out to, like fed them lunch, took them out to the 12 apostles at the end of the great ocean road drove them all back home and so that was that was literally it like it was the whole business from where we started to now has just been like oh let's give it a shot and like just whatever um very little lead in time or like prep or thought has gone into any of it um the same with the first surf camp like it was just well let's just put it up and see if someone comes and then people booked and I was like okay well now I need to find a camp <laughs> like I need to I need to figure out the steps from here so um it's very much just grown from that amazing amazing yeah starting small starting small jumping in acting, yeah. acting before you think giving it a shot I just I love it like and I guess what I what I heard in there is you know, when you put that poster up, it's like you you crafted an offer, you popped it up on the wall. If people were keen on it, they went for it. And and then you just jumped in and you learnt the process from there. And that that is often like the best way into it, right? It's not too much thinking, but just jumping in and seeing what happens, knowing that that's where the, the greatest learning and growth can come from. Yeah, 100%. I mean, experience is a, it is the teacher, right? Um, And you can't get the experience without doing the thing. So might as well just start doing the thing. And then if you shit at it to start with, that's fine. Um, And you'll get better. So just keep going. (laughs) 100%. Oh my gosh, this has just been the absolute best. I feel like we've just covered so many gems of gold through this. Is there anything else that you you want to share? I mean, whether it's like, I know that obviously the surf camps aren't 
totally up and running right now with lockdown going on but how can we connect with you further and 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 get to learn a bit more about you and just hear about what's going on uh probably the easiest way to uh connect is on instagram so we're at honu honi surf camp yeah um and then spell that for us just in case yeah sure (laughs) so it's h-o-n-i h-o-n-u and then surf camp all like no underscores or anything just all one one word yeah amazing amazing well thank you so so much it has been such a pleasure are there any last messages or words of wisdom or advice or things that you would like to share before we sign off i uh maybe just do it I think that's it, right? Like just, it's okay. You'll figure it out. Trust yourself and just do it. It's okay. <laughs> I love it so much. I love it so much. Thank you so much, Becky. Be you welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Question for you. Have you unlocked your unique zone of genius? Do you even know what a unique zone of genius is? If you don't, know what it is, there's a good chance that you probably haven't unlocked yours yet. And if you want to know what your unique zone of genius is, it's where your purpose, your passion, your potential and possibility all come together. It's literally where you come alive. It is you in your highest power. It is you in effortless abundance, and it is you achieving results without even trying. It's you in your most natural essence and your most natural state. And it's you at your highest capacity to make wild, wild amounts of wealth. This is what your unique zone of genius is. And when you crack it, when you find it, it is the most freeing, powerful and incredible zone of genius and skill that you can ever take ownership of. And I have created a quiz which gives you clarity on whether you have indeed unlocked yours yet. I'm going to drop that link to take the free five minute zone of genius quiz in the link below. And one other thing is if you want to get a taste of what it's like to potentially work with me in unlocking your spark, in finding your biggest passion, your truest passion and your highest potential, in connecting to your dream life and designing your dream life and activating your biggest, biggest vision. If you want to awaken your highest potential and meet your highest future self and crack open your unique genius and spark your ultimate magic, then I'm going to be running a three-day bender, which is a purpose party in just a few weeks time. And I would absolutely love to have you there. I'm going to drop the link for the purpose party in the, in the show notes below as well. And I really look forward to having you there.